1: Was AEW's that was that was me moving <laughs> that was me moving this here. That's yeah. not me passing wind. You did anywhere. do a little toot there. Was AEW's Texas Chainsaw Massacre Death Match the best slash worst? Emphasis on the slash there.
0: Is that the big joke? <laughs> I mean, just to peel the curtain back somewhat. Ollie Davis. Uh, he said, "What's the title for today?" And I told him and he said, Oh, I've got a joke. Don't worry, I'll I'll lead us in here, kid.
1: On the fly, I think that's pretty good. (laughs) Best slasher worst. Slasher worst. I feel like I've got a new sound effect button and I can press whenever I make a lame joke now. Wish I had that for my two-minute Googling portion <laughs> of the news
0: today. I thought it was funny. Cheers, mate.
1: I didn't know it was going to not be edited down. No. But I didn't put the directions for that to happen, so that's on me. Sorry, everybody who had to sit through two minutes of free content. <laughs> uh, yes, so we had a sponsored match. and you do, you know, to, do you want to introduce us first? Full disclosure, it was great. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke in DAD. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite fight for the fallen special episode review on the rest podcast if you haven't already please press the thumbs up button give us a subscribe leave a comment down below with what you thought of jeff jarrett's first championship victory in this promotion and also a very big thank you to our wonderful
0: partners geology thank you very much to Be- uh, to geology for partnering us partnering with us once again we have partnered with geology several times mm. now over the number of years that we've been doing this show for and they've been a fabulous partner of ours and they are celebrating their fifth anniversary oh amazing um they are an award-winning company they've been featured in check this out they've been recognized in men's health I know that. Hype Beast, oh. Birdie, Esquire, Ask Men, Oprah Daily's Grooming Awards. Wow. And because it is their fifth anniversary, they're celebrating that with 70% off. Sorry, well, I think you said... Did you say seventeen? Surely no, I seven zero. You are mistaken. Seven, seven zero. Seven zero. Click our link and use the promo code Wrestle seventy, and that will get you seventy percent off your skincare trial. That's great. We'll go into
1: them a bit more after we've done our first uh, opening bit, but yeah, they're great. Me and Luke genuinely use them behind the scenes, and it really has fixed my dry skin here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to uh, some some skincare chat from this episode as well that uh, dan layton texted me about uh quite ferociously so he ha- i mean he was-, it was-, it was he wasn't on this show today because he had some thoughts that he wanted to get out
1: about skincare on this episode Skin of dynamite
0: regime yes we'll we'll get to it when we get to it but there's a little hook and tease for you for later in the show hook was on this show uh right so let's talk about the <laughs> i'm
1: yeah there, there was a- this episode was a lot oh yeah oh yeah there were about 20 matches made for wrestlemania 2000 oh sorry i mean <laughs> i mean aw all in
0: very good <laughs> i've been waiting to say that yeah, to you all yeah, yeah. day i mean i sort of heard your wrestlemania 2000 joke earlier you had it written in, do- well, you had it written in your notes oh uh, you read my notes because i was reading you because i was you're getting your review sorted That was, did I have that in the script though? Yeah, I don't know if you had it in your script in the end. I think you might have taken it out. Ah, yeah. Oh well. I mean, as well as I just skipped to this bit to see what you thought of this bit. Did
1: you just not find me funny today?
0: (laughs) I I prefer you using the term, because a lot, you know. (laughs) Wrestlemania 2000 famously was a Wrestlemania that had only one singles match on it, with the rest of it being multi-man matches. Um, this All In currently has two. With a third probably yeah. advertised, not advertised Punk yet, versus but, Joe, but promoted right? yeah. is going to be added probably this Saturday. Uh, I much rather that than Dan Layton's All Insurrection, <laughs> because that was the discourse over the weekend, and still is the discourse to this day, that this is a glorified house show. Which I I would say is categorically a thick take.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's quite in line with how uh, New Japan would do some of their not biggest shows, but almost if there's a a range between a B and an A pay-per-view where they have three absolute banging matches at the top. And I, I do think MJF, Cole, Bucks, FTR, like those are those are great. S- versions of singles feuds those are genuinely big but then all the rest are six man tags to yeah. further the next week and that's what i feel like this pay-per-view is
0: yeah and i don't mind that no i, I would say i am so ready for all in to be over because i'm <laughs> sick of the discourse I-, I am sick of seeing and i will say british people mm-hmm. having a proper whinge about all in it's all you log in onto Twitter and it's just having a proper old whinge and moan about the card for all in. I thought you got off the X.
1: No, You're on you know, Instagram no, now.
0: No, you know, it's, you're checking, I check in to see what the discourse is. I don't interact with it as much as I used to anymore. But you're like, what's, what are people saying? Hmm. Usually it's when I'm trying to think of what I'm doing for my, uh, you know, the title sure. I'm doing for the, the podcast stuff. What are people talking about? Um, and yeah, the discourse is just having a proper old whinge. And it's really falling into two categories. Americans who are coming over who are dead excited for the show and can't believe that they're getting to see the golden like the golden lovers tag teaming mm-hmm. together against Jay White and Brits being like, I can't believe that Kenny Makers are having a singles match. Uh-huh. Like that's their biggest problem they have right now. Um but we'll get onto that when we get to it because the other bit of discourse that I had, I don't get a lot of tweets anymore because I'm not really on the platform these, that much these days. I was inundated. With people requesting that Worst Match Ever was brought back for a second series, with this being the first entry on it.
1: I think Worst Match Ever is a series for matches that that weren't aware of what they were trying to do. I would argue this match was perfect in its execution because it it knew that it was stupid oh this is
0: like it's knowingly silly. yes it's which a, i
1: think is a free pass
0: it, Jarrett at the end of this holds up a world title that's got leather face on it oh, like yeah. this is a knowingly silly silly match the match it's been compared to the most is of course the zombies match from <gasps> uh, uh whichever show it was that's harsh because that was a a match that was done to promote a Netflix movie that yeah. had horror characters surrounding it, and and I think that's one. It was people- lazy, uninspired, and didn't make sense. Y- yes, this this is inventive. <laughs> Genuinely, they really put effort in. They did put more effort into it. Unfortunately, we, we got to see the best version of this because we saw it on Fights. Yeah. A lot of like the haunted house stuff they went through was all during picture. So and picture. good. But, like that—that that was a lot of the best stuff. The actual like wrestling itself was messy. It was, this was a messy match it's a Jeff Hardy match. it's also a Jeff Jarrett match which, which means it was incredibly overbooked mm-hmm. and it had a thousand run-ins <laughs> and you know a load of different false finishes and stuff and it was full of goofiness and plunder but it was also to lower card lads going out there and doing a bit of comedy and to promote a video game that is it's Lionsgate but they've got to deal with Warner Brothers so it's definitely a Warner's like you know can you do some brand integration for us and all of the money that they have made from this uh, is going to the charity. Like They are not making... W, AEW have not made a single penny off of this. I think some people are using that as their defense of the <clears> match. <throat> but I I understand why people are comparing this to the Zombies match because on the surface, the two are equally com- like comparable. On right? paper. On on paper.
1: They're, they're uh, horror
0: movie brand integrations via a wrestling match. Absolutely. And also neither of them are very good so they are like equally is but like i when i went on to check this morning man it was outright negativity on this match like this was like this is the worst not even just the worst match that aew the worst thing that aew has ever put on their programming this was absolute like change the channel garbage tv not as, I didn't see a single person. There's one person I saw, Brian Quimby, who does a podcast called Guys. He enjoyed this because he really enjoys bad wrestling. You go to the wrong places. <laughs> because on Reddit,
1: on Squared Circle, pretty much universal acclaim. Really? Yeah. Wow. Loving how goofy it was. No, I didn't see the zombie Miz Priest match mentioned once. That's- it was all, this is like WCW Chucky.
0: Yeah, I suppose in a way it was yeah, Chucky showing up on, on with, Nitro. With affection for that stupidity there. Yeah. Which, and, and it was, you know, Chucky cutting a promo on Rick Steiner. Who, mm. who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah. It's you know, it's like, oh Sting's coming out with his good buddy Robocop. It's a little bit like that level of very silly goofiness. But through a
1: postmodern self-knowing lens. Yeah. Uh, now. What so what's a never mind X's take. Never mind Rabbit's take. What's New take as Jeff? jeff jarrett is now a canonical champion
0: i am going to quote taz when this match finished when he said and i quote well that was something yeah
1: i my it- my, ta- my taz note <laughs> is you didn't see this if you're watching the non-fight feed but he spent the entire four minute ad break trying to describe the color red <laughs>
0: Like, this, this match was Team TNA and the Hardy Party brawling in a haunted house thing backstage. Jeff Hardy came out, he had, like, leather face, uh, face paint on. That was good. Good face paint. And a mask that he took off yeah. as well. And then, you know, like... Uh, Matt Hardy gacked Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett at one point. He got to do a blood, you know, a blood bath, which, he hasn't, Viscous done th- liquid. which he hasn't done since his brood days. Mm. So he, you know, got very enjoyed. He very much enjoyed doing that. I then wrote, this is silly, wacky nonsense. Uh, I I then laughed. Like, it's okay, so like, you know, the haunted house stuff was all very, you know, it's silliness, right? Like, it's just like shot very well. I, the the, the, yeah. the Sonjay Dutt thing, like, you know, generally some very inventive yeah, shots yeah. in all of this. And then they fight back to the ring when they come out of the picture in picture ad break and smoke starts coming out from under the ring. And I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is so, this is proper rubbish yeah and then leatherface came out and I that was when i was like maybe th- this is either genius or it's the worst thing ever and i i, I still don't quite know where it, it's not good like i i think category as a match not good did you have fun I did have a bit of fun, though. because no, I lo- when, when Leatherface came out, I did proper laugh. Yeah. And then he scared Karen Jarrett to the back. And that somehow was not the finish. <laughs> there, were, there were genuinely false finishes after that. Well,
1: Jarrett had to win. He was in his
0: hometown of Nashville. This is TNA country. Well, OK, here's my pitch. Do you want to hear my pitch? Because I thought this was going to happen in this match. Next week, Jeff Jarrett is going to come out with his Leatherface Championship. And he's going to thank Leatherface for helping him. Leatherface is going to come down and reveal to be Grado. And that's how you uh, set up the Jarrett Grado uh, match for, for, free for, show. for all in, which was a rumored yeah. match a while back. I love that idea.
1: Um, here's one better. Same angle. Leatherface comes down, pulls off the
0: mask, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how you'd bring him in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's why I, I like the idea, particularly because they are such goofy uh, heels. Is that you say, you know, Leatherface comes down, but you can clearly tell, like, well, that's not Leatherface. The Satnam's not in the ring. They're like, Satnam's playing a joke on us. And it's Kane. <laughs> and then you reveal it, and it's Grado. Yeah. And then he does this funny stuff.
1: <laughs> Grado doing a sort of Muppet Man <laughs> to make himself taller. I,
0: you look, was this good? No. Yes. Was this the worst match that AEW's ever had? No. Probably. Um, Oh, was was this worse than the Brandy Rhodes American Nightmare stuff?
1: I really don't like Nightmare Collective. When I think what's the the match I enjoyed least in AEW, I'm sure there's more, but the one that comes to mind is Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara.
0: Actively uh, did not enjoy that. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's a different level mm-hmm. of not enjoy. Yeah. Um. I I think just because this was, you know, this was competently worked. I, Jeff Hardy. Laying all of his weight down on that sword, <laughs> Jesus, It's more lethal than a, a chainsaw. More lethal than a lethal combination. Yeah. What you you said in your review that were you you were sports entertained by all this? I mean, I think you even. Oh my said, God! Yes, this was brand integration actually done well.
1: Yeah, I really um, I really take against the the Miz Priest comparison <laughs> with the zombie match because that is a lazy poorly done thing for for ultimately a really crap movie as well, but that's by the by. And it's just like, ugh, this is rubbish. This was like how they had the Godzilla- Kong match. Kong match, or the, what other, did they have the shark, what was the shark cage for Shark Week? Like, it works, it's tongue-in-cheek, sure, and yeah, it is a branded deal, but look, we do branded deals, it's how you treat them. Like they're they're not a dirty word, and all of this money was going to charity as well because they they uh, Tony Khan at last minute changed this episode to a fight for the fallen to help out the Maui wildfires. Like what a lovely gesture, uh, and Meltzer said it was about a hundred thousand pound, a hundred thousand dollars they got for this. So it's not small change
0: for me it's the people you put in these matches yeah so like yeah, yeah. you know i think one of the other things that people take against with the zombies match is that damien priest is supposed to be cool and that match actually. friends were a bad bunny and that act- match made him look not cool and it was like a little bit you know it was very silly um the fiends or your bray white coming back is supposed to be this big thing and his one and only mm. match he had in his return was a mountain dew sponsored match and it's like that's kind of that's not what you want. From yeah, yeah well, yeah. supposed to be one of your top guys, one of your like your shining stars of this company should not be put into this this position where he looks a little bit silly. Or the one that I really dislike was the the this, you know, the blood feud between Ray and Dom, mm. which had a dancing emoji, you know, around <laughs> the ring. Or Bianca Belair coming out last in a triple threat match where she's not the champion because she has to stand there and drink a can of C4 energy drink for, for mm-hmm. like that's the sort of stuff that I think doesn't work. You're using top stars these are not top stars. These are goofy comedy characters yeah. who then went out and did a goofy comedy match. And so I guess that's why I didn't, I, I didn't finish them and be like, that was as bad as the zombies. But I can, you know, I was looking at the live chat going in and everyone was like, that was worse. You were just giving it a pass because it's AEW. Oh it's- my God,
1: I've just had so many people telling me that I, I'm too hard on AEW <laughs> in another video. <laughs>
0: Well, you do need to, you know, pick your one lane. You've you got to be. You've got to be purely one hundred percent anti mm. or one hundred percent purely in favor of it. You can't. You can't have opinions that oh, are. Oh, like, that's where I've been going wrong. That's where you've been going wrong. It's I've been, had nuance. You've been you criticize them when they're bad and you praise them when they're good. You can't do it that way. You have to be one or the other. Mm. Okay, maybe I'll.
1: Maybe I'll do that. I'll double down on some controversial views <laughs> and stick with them no matter what. No facts matter tell me. what. Yeah. Yeah. And contort those facts oh, until yeah. they fit yeah. what works. OK, cool.
0: I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you know what? Maybe we'll do a poll. Yes. I, I. Let's do a poll. I don't know if Mod Mother is here. If not, I will sort the poll out now. But Mod Mother, if you can hear me, was this, do you want to do, was it good or bad? Good slash bad was this good was it bad good yeah. bad those are our two options let's have a binary choice of this yeah
1: Uh, Well, while you're voting in that poll, let's check in with the Omega chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send in your chats there. We'll read all of of them out over five US dollars before the end of the show. A lot of discourse, as you were to put it, on this. 35 Antonio. This was a show of two halves. The first half was great. Then it went downhill with the Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch. A boring match. You could barely see most of the time, with a cluster f of an end. I'm all for goofy wrestling, but like the zombie match, this wasn't the good kind
0: of goofy wrestling. I, because th- someone said like this is, it, this is not going to make people want to watch AEW. Like I don't think if you were flicking through the channel mm. and you saw this, you'd be like, oh, I'll stick around and watch more of this. I think, I think this would probably make some people, you know, go go off it and turn against it. So I totally get it from that argument. I think you'd stop. And you go,
1: what? (laughs) What's happening? Is that actual Leatherface? Oh, that video game's out. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. It was like, why would you do this the week before All In? Because the game's out on Friday, so you have to do it here. The other, um, because what it reminded me of, actually, just speaking about that then, my wife's only ever seen one thing of AEW. And it was during the pandemic where we were having a drink on a Friday night and we were up quite late because we were having a few drinks and stuff. And then we just started flicking through channels and Dynamite was on. Mm. It's like, it on airs ITV. Up, it airs on ITV4 at like 1 a.m. or something on a what Friday night. What were you night. doing up so late? I know, well, it was Friday night, mate. Pandemic. D- during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> drinking myself. Drinking myself happy, I suppose. Um, but I was thinking through it and it was Dinner Debonair. Brilliant. And my wife was like, is this what AEW is? Is this your job? Yeah, she was like, "This is really, really rubbish," and I was like, "No, it's it's funny. Like, it's it's." She's like, "No, this is this is awful. This mm. is really bad." And then she's never seen anything AEW related since. It's funny you bring that up because I was having an MJF uh, rabbit hole on
1: YouTube, uh, much to my partner's annoyance. <laughs> and I was like, I've I've played you the big band one. Watch this me and my shadow and we watched it back and while i still got a big kick out of it oh it's it feels empty back in the pandemic it was like oh my god this is amazing but it was like watching it back ooh, oh it yeah. was the pandemic and maybe our barometer for what's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly. It's
0: also bear in mind like at that point it was real bad i so, loved it at the time well i mean but wwe was so bad that oh, yeah, like yeah. anything that was possibly good was like oh yeah, A saviour is here.
1: Charles Berg, I know you've all wondered where I've been. No, not even one person. Okay. Well, like the bat symbol, when dumb things happen in wrestling, I appear. Now, what in the Robocop was that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff? I like hokey. I like dumb.
0: But that was a bit too much for me.
1: Charles Berg.
0: Yeah. Oof. Also, can I... Um, no, I don't want to be a, a, a pedant here. Let's push my, uh, my glasses up my nose here. But in the in, canonically... Chain and Saw are two different words in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. And it
1: was on the listed as there. both on, the, on this. On
0: the game, it's two words, because it, that's what the, the title of the movie was. Mm. Uh,
1: have you seen it's, the it, awesome the, font- on, Only uh,
0: And yeah, fun fact, it was a mistake. They didn't realise it was one word. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tony Khan doing
1: a promo. <laughs> Chain Saw. Uh, have, you, have you noticed the font that we've had for Texas I Chainsaw know. match in from our lovely moderator? That's a great looking font. <laughs> um, Justin Anzu Ledua, member for 24 months. I stopped watching WWE because I found myself asking, Why am I watching this? Too many times in the Jarrett match, I asked, Why am I watching this? But let me try that inflection different. Why am I watching this? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think even with that that inflection. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? It's like Al Pacino. (laughs) Justin Reed. Taz said it best. That was something. It wasn't horrible, but not a thing I want them to do ever again, Mm -hmm. either. Smart move, having it start away from the crowd, at least because they weren't into it that much.
0: Yeah, I feel like this also did kill the crowd somewhat.
1: Oh, Mike, the jeweler with a uh, very big, donation. Thanks very much. First Luke check your IG messages. Oh, I, I send you a video kind of roasted you on Sean's Fightful stream last night. I
0: saw. Oh. So Mike the Jeweler had sent in a super chat to Fightful's post show saying I can't wait to see Luke pop a boner for, for this match because I, I believe. Because of Jarrett. Yeah. I, and you know takes chainsaw mask and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And, it's, it's, and it's silly goofy nonsense wrestling. Because uh, I believe Sean was not a fan of <laughs> this. <laughs> Second the crap double J match was what? Third, keep up the
1: great work. Lastly, what the F is going on with CM Petty? Is he going through a midlife crisis? Well, a midlife crisis implies it's just in one portion of your life. Oh, yeah. So this is more of a... yeah. I was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a from the start of punk. I was
0: going to say, I think if you've been
1: chronicling
0: the life and career of <laughs> punk, you'll have seen the warning signs have been there for this since day dot. WWE, yep. the report was, let him be their problem. Yeah, well, I mean, and... It was problem for ring of honor as well Mm. like he's he's always been a troublesome lad
1: east 446 there's no such thing as bad publicity i've kind of been burned out on wrestling lately but the moment but at the moment my homie messaged me and told me about this match and i instantly watched it keep up the amazing work boys happy birthday pete uh well they don't actually say whether they liked it though just that they instantly watched it yeah why am i watching (laughs) this And finally for now, oh no, we've got a few more. Chozo 55, I legitimately do not understand
0: what people were expecting. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say, when this match was announced last week, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? Five-star classic. You know the, that Arrested Development joke mm-hmm. when he's got the, um, it's like he opens up the fridge and there's a brown paper bag in there that says dead birds. And he opens <laughs> and looks inside and he goes, Don't know what I was expecting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't going to be Danielson versus Garcia, two out of three falls match. And when comparing it to Priest versus Miz, if you look at the match card, at least Jarrett versus Hardy tells you what it was going to be. I I completely agree. I'm just Marcus. I don't know what this match was, but I laughed so much watching it. And the money went to a good cause. And between that and all things MJF and Cole, I just had a really good time watching wrestling. That's all you need sometimes. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on that train of thought too. And the roller coaster, says Jeff Jarrett took part in a horror franchise-themed death match with multiple TNA Team TNA run-ins on the same show as an appearance <laughs> by Joker <laughs> Sting. Oh no, did we all die and go to Luke heaven? <laughs> Hope you guys have a great day. Did There'd I- be more Ghostbusters there, wouldn't
0: there? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Although, have you seen, they've just done a partnership with uh, WWE. Oh. So I think they've got like a... I there's a Ghostbusters video game. It's a, it's a multiplayer game, so I've mm-hmm. not played it. Um, but they've just got some new skins where you can now be Hulk Hogan as a Ghostbuster.
1: Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, should we end our poll?
0: See what people yeah, think and, overall. You know, it's actually, it's weighted in one direction, but not by much. Good won the poll. Oh, yes! With 55%.
1: That's uh,
0: that's better than Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> and that ah! went through. <laughs> Which means, canonically speaking, now we can change the title of this of this YouTube video. Was good. It's now good match. Yeah, as voted for by our viewers. Let's go
1: one better. Was it good or the best match (laughs) (laughs) ever? Need to level up
0: (laughs) Uh, before we get into the play by play geology. So, do you ever think about like, oh man? I really wish I knew what to do with skincare because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit older now. And I need to look after myself, but I don't really know where to start. Well, this is where our partners, Geology, come in because what they do, just knock that over, take a bump. is they will, you take this little quiz, little test find out what you actually need from your skincare regime because that's the thing that's always put me off Mm. i don't know what i need or what i actually have to do if you go on any skincare regimen website it is so confusing to figure out but geology just do all that hard work for you this is my set because this came in from me doing the quiz and then i got sent my starter trial set and then i've just carried on ever since Mm -hmm. then and it's been great and they separate out into night and day it gives you a routine to follow, which I'm bad. I need this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's been great. And I've been we've been using them now for a number of years.
1: Yeah, it it really really is fantastic. I I don't know if it's a particularly male problem, but just my uh my experiences it's it's all us guys. Yeah, just don't take care of our our faces, and yet it's not even like an older thing. I've had just dry skin in between my middle brow uh, forever. Um, but I just always picked it off. Or I'd, I'd go to the tap, I'd run some water and I'd just yeah. rub it back yeah, yeah, into yeah. my face. And I, I just never thought that this is sound, I just sound like a teleshopping advert. I, I genuinely never considered there to be another way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but there, there, is, there is with geology. It's geology. And because they're celebrating their... <laughs> anniversary which is incredible award-winning company they are offering you 70 percent off your trial so click the link in the video description down below use the promo code wrestle 70 not only that but if you add anything additional in you can get 30%, Thirty percent, up to thirty percent off that as well. Amazing. So it really is like this is a big, big time deal. It's actually, I think it's like the biggest deal we've ever done with geology. So we, this is now's the right time to do it. So there's a link in the video description down below, or because we're from the future, Ooh. there's a QR code on screen. You can scan that QR code, and it'll take you directly to it.
1: Yeah, at least try it out, and yeah, at seventy percent off, you've not got much to lose. Absolutely. Right, so the play-by-play. Play. This episode opened with Wheeler Utah versus Orange Cassidy for the international championship match. just feels right to hear Cassidy's entrance music at the start of an episode of Dynamite. It feels right to be back into this burning the candle at both ends story yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, decent match. And a lot, lot of history between Utah and Cassidy. I think they've already fought over this they title have, yeah. once before. And... Uh, Mox and Claudio popped up at ringside to distract Cassidy, but Cassidy still got the pin, sort of the same Brett, uh, Bulldog, Summerslam Mm -hmm. finish with the reverse pin. And... He retains.
0: Really, really great near fall off that uh, the seatbelt as well. Because mm. to like the story of the seatbelt is it's a move that Chuck Taylor taught him when he was part of Best yeah. Friends, and he's now using it almost like as a heel move. Um, and that's really great because Cassidy's brought this up when he's been on commentary as well. So I, that was a really, really good near fall. I also enjoyed uh, Cassidy hitting the paradigm shift mm. while staring daggers mm. into Moxley because that's likely the all out match, right? Is, is Cassidy versus Moxley for the international yeah. championship. Yeah, yeah. But the. You know, the other part of this is not only is his, his back is sore, his shoulders are bad, his hands sore as well from all these tight defenses. Now his knees bad. So he really is like you know, the clock is ticking on this reign of his.
1: In an episode of Two K, in an episode,
0: in a game of Two K, his whole body is red now. Yeah, in that little damage
1: counter, uh, or in or in Smash Bros, he's like four hundred percent. Oh, you just have alive. to flick him and get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to hear my fancy booking pitch, just very quickly? Go for it. Cassidy retains against Mox at all out, loses it on the Wednesday dynamite to whoever, and just wins it back and has a really long run of
0: really short reigns. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, don't you think that's like that kind of fits his character?
0: Well, so he wins it back, then loses it, then wins it back, then loses it. On a weekly basis. <laughs> it'll be a hell of a survival series game. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then it'll be like, well, he's he's won it back and lost it every week for two months now and that first time he retains it mm. is gonna that's what i, I don't know uh mox and claudio uh, jump casty afterwards this is uh, the running theme of this show that every match or segment ends in some kind of beatdown uh was a bit overbearing
0: well we are um, two weeks out from a pay-per-view and this is the tony khan uh, method of telling stories oh yeah yeah i would just maybe you know tell start telling those stories four weeks ago so you didn't have yeah. to do all of the run-ins on one show in f- I, uh, to come to the defence, if if I may, they have been building this for the last few weeks with these sort of beat down angles after the matches as well. Okay. Are you, are you trying to tell me they've not been building Blackpool Combat Club versus Best Friends and the Lucha Brothers since um, the, the last pay-per-view but you so could or have, since Blood or Guts rather that's the one that they
1: have been but you could have done other feuds a bit earlier so you didn't have all of these post-match beatdowns happen on the same show well
0: they were tied up with the Elite leading into Blood and Guts and then like the Dynamite after Blood and Guts is when they started their feuds with Best Friends and with, oh yeah yeah. So. For, for, for this one that's
1: okay like yeah. when this I wasn't annoyed by this one
0: but an hour and a half into the show when i was watching my fifth one i'm not i'm not telling you that it's not repetitive (laughs) because it's it's well repetitive it's just uh, when people keep being like oh man they've not been i was like if you've watched the product they have been telling these stories and then announcing the matches two weeks Mm -hmm. after the show which you know, again, I don't want to sound like I'm just this big AEW shill or whatever. They do that for every pay-per-view. It's it's a, WWE do it This time. is not a new thing within AEW that they build stories for weeks on end and then announce the matches mm-hmm. two weeks before the pay-per-view.
1: Uh, the best friends come down for the save, but they get beaten up. The Lucha Bros come down for the save and it's sort of equal. And then Eddie Kingston makes his return after about two months I think every big pop Eddie gets the mic and I'm like yes and he says you guys Wembley all in I'm like cool
0: this is kind of what we expected
1: stadium stampede
0: love that as an addition that's really good I I think that's just great yeah it's gonna that's a big stadium that and which is why like it's you know it makes sense to do stadium stampede when you're at Wembley Stadium I then saw people complain that this match was happening at All In. Oh, this has always been built. I I didn't expect it to be a six on six because that's what it is. It's uh, Eddie,
1: Lucha Bros, Trent, not seven, Trent. (laughs) Beretta. Chucky. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy versus
0: Moxley, Utah, Claudio. Claudio. And three mystery men.
1: Who are the three mystery
0: men? Here's my pitch. It can't all be Lacey Evans. (laughs) Here's my pitch. Zach. Mm. McGuinness. Hero. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay, let's go to that one. <laughs> McGuinness is a
0: great show and hero, yeah. Although, I mean it'll be um Yeah, it'll, it'll be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and probably the guns.
1: So yeah, really exciting. Um I, I, it's quite frustrating as an Eddie obsessive that he hasn't been able to tell the middle part of this story. Cause two months ago it was building to a climax like him and Moxley and Claudio. And then he goes away to do the G1. Great for him. but That means when he comes back, it's like, Oh, we're just, we've skipped the whole, Middle part of this story to go to the end with Stadium Stampede. So, hopefully, post all in, yeah. we get something properly meaty singles feud for Eddie.
0: Yeah, I, I feel so. You know, I build to uh, Kingston and Moxley for full gear yeah. because we're going to be doing uh, Moxley and uh, Cassidy, I would imagine, at, at All Out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that
1: that's a fair point because it's like. Maybe you go Moxley Kingston for the international championship.
0: At full gear. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't mm. mind that at all. Yeah, first Ed, gold, Eddie trying to win his first
1: gold. Yeah, battle yeah. the leather face belt. <laughs> <laughs> he's already come drenched in the blood, it, it's prestigious. <laughs> uh, JR then had an interview with Kenny Omega as advertised last week, where Kenny put over the idea that Don Callis was an uncle figure. You know, he's not actually family, but he was that, that's how he was raised. Um, get, said he gave him vials as a kid, yeah, I know, which is like you know. I assume a reference to Don giving Kenny steroids, steroids. <laughs> which is a bit of a an odd one for the Kenny character to say.
0: It's either that, or you know, if you're a fan of uh, the book Journey into Darkness, which is a the WWE book about the history of Kane, um, Paul Bearer uh, gave Kane chemicals. Right. So maybe right. it's um, it's either. I think it's one of two camps. It is yeah. either steroids, or it's the Paul Bearer chemicals from Journey into Darkness. It's it's venom from. uh so
1: he's trying to get away and they showed some cool ddt footage of uh, his history with Takeshita and Don interrupts in a great way he's like uh what do you say oh if you're gonna have a show about this guy's insecurities you'll need three hours buddy talking to JR and then says sorry about your mental health kid (laughs) I was just (laughs) like
0: Ton is so good. Is all, and I, I love that they did this at Daily's Place as well because it's, um, you know, this is yeah. where Kenny and Don's on screen partnership mm. began when he won the title at um, Winter is Coming all those years ago. And I really enjoyed his line like, I'm the god of pro wrestling. Those are your words, Don. I'm the god of pro wrestling. And this god taketh away. Mm. I'm going to take Takeshter away from you.
1: Bullet Club Gold attacked him and then Takeshter joined in as well. Uh, that was an injury angle because then we cut to Hangman Page. Not at Collision. Nope, at a hospital. <laughs> so it was uh,
0: uh, in the car park somewhere. Of Collision. The, not, not of Collision. No, no, it was the car park at the Greensboro Coliseum. Was it? Because he no, wasn't no, allowed so, into the building. Um, well, yes, yeah, so we'll just film it outside the building. It's not actually in there. You know how like, you know, when Adam Cole was barred from ringside, so yeah. Roddy just lured Jericho outside. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they did here.
1: <laughs> but they had an ambulance and, um, you know, so you, you get the sense, but it really didn't look like a <laughs> It didn't look like it at all. <laughs> this was proper rubbish oddly this got to me more than the texas
0: chainsaw <laughs> massacre death match i read it page cuts <laughs> a
1: pre-tape from the
0: hospital
1: i think it's because like it's actually a very realistic story and yeah. you know that it's very sensitive about stuff like hangman's potential depression because he's drinking again what does that mean like that was yeah it's great zooming in on that but for it to be in such a, a soap opera A cheap soap opera style setting through me.
0: Oh, I I don't know. I think that's a a bit of a downplay on soap operas (laughs) because they'd have built a set. This was a car park.
1: Yeah. So Hangman said the thing about beatdowns is he got to finish them. And he announced that him, Abushi, and Kenny will take on Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita at All In. And this is
0: why, you know, I get people wanted a Kenny singles match. If I was Tony Khan, it's what I would have done as well. Omega Osprey. Well, I think I just think you can't do that match because he's a New Japan talent for a New Japan title. I guarantee you that's the Wrestle Kingdom match. Right. And part of the deal was, you know, Omega comes mm-hmm. through, but the third match is going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom next year. Because otherwise, you know, I probably would have suggested doing it here. We all did suggest it. The reported plan was it was meant to be Omega Danielson and do the the yeah, rematch yeah. suit. And that's you know a big, big match that you could do. Even then. They would have announced it two weeks ahead of time. So I don't think people can use that as an argument. But I would have put Kenny in a singles match. But I'm not going to wall in. Arms folded like a lot <laughs> of these miserable pricks are online. Because I, I, I've, got to, I've got to watch. I'm being forced to watch Kenny. Team with Kota Ibushi. The Golden Lovers. like you know, A team that five years ago everyone was salivating at the idea mm. of wrestling again. And then him and Hangman Page were like one of the best tag teams in AEW. Like a series of five-star Plus, plus matches that they had going up against bullet club gold mm-hmm. who themselves have just had a series of five star plus matches with ftr or like a really hot act in in um uh in on collision right now feels like we're building towards bullet club versus elite which is something that people have wanted as well omega and jay white like this is really exciting stuff and tikesh as well who's had a great run i just can't fathom the idea that people are whinging about this
1: So we cut to the the interesting thing about this is when Hangman announced it, there was no audience pop. I was like, that's weird. Mm. Like, what? Are they not into it? Or is it is it muted? Like what? And then it hard cut to Don Callis in the ring already because that was a clip that was played. Maybe just for us, maybe not even for the, the live audience. I'd be curious to find out. And the crowd are just nuclear booing, Don. I thought they were booing the match announcements. No, I, I I picked it up right away. And I was like, this is like, just in terms of episode structure, this has been a really well-flowed episode up until this point, because it's from that into, oh, here's the Jericho segment.
0: Yeah. As seamlessly. As I said, the only reason I thought, they because they literally just had that segment with no reaction and then it cuts the crowd and you just hear boos and i was like are they booing the six-man deck and then i was like oh no they're, they're booing that kind yeah, yeah. of piece uh this was probably my least favorite thing on the show this
1: was no good yeah so it's don Callis. jericho comes out to announce whether he's going to join the family he teases it out a bit and then he says yes i will join the don Callis family and don's like that's amazing news and they go to leave but then jericho's like what's that thing in the ring is it's a gift for me and callus is like oh yeah i got a painting done for you uh but you know that's that's don't pay attention to that that's let's go and celebrate and jericho persists and they unveil it and it's actually a painting of don holding chris jericho's severed head and don tries to get out of it but he ultimately admits jericho you're a big egotist i never thought you'd join my faction so yeah i was going to turn on you anyway uh, I think he slaps Jericho, Jericho chokes him, and then Takeshita beats up Jericho, and then Will Ospreay beats up Jericho with a steel chair to the face.
0: Yeah, and they've been building this Don and Will Ospreay kind of relationship since uh, Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. um, but also Will's also been doing the G1, yep. so he's been a, a touch busy. Now the G1's over, they can uh, do some angles like this. But, oh man, like Jericho turning, like... <sighs> Is it? Was he babyface going into this? Did he turn heel then back to babyface? Yeah. He's very much a babyface by the end of this. But we've are we now doing babyface Jericho going against heel Osprey in England? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hate to tell you this, Chris, but I think Will might get cheered mm. in this match because he's our boy, especially in jogging bottoms. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's jogging. It's jogging edition. Mm-hmm. I. But this was a massive like misfire of a segment for me and it's, i think a lot of all of these jericho angles have been massive misfires for me don i think is doing great mm-hmm. stuff like you know the backstage thing last week when he was like oh if i've got anything to do with the break but don's doing some great work in here and chris is doing some good like line delivery as well i just felt like all the segments are just really messy
1: yeah i'm not into it uh Jer- yeah like jericho's character is the biggest fundamental error i think where he committed to being in with don and then i was actually like okay this might be fun Mm. and then it's like oh but don turned on him so jericho hasn't got any sort of moral thing to stand on sammy guevara runs in at the end by the way to make the save and i'm like we just
0: just sold you out to join this other thing that's it like sammy said I'll you know i'll wait to find out what your decision is and his decision was to join the group. Yeah. And then Sammy still saved him anyway. I think a lot of this is dead messy. Mm. And you know, I had my piece on this in the Collision podcast a couple of weeks back. Will Ospreay versus Jericho? Not the match I'd have booked for, for all in. But you convinced me on it, which is that this will be the biggest match that Will will likely ever have. yeah. And so you want to do it against a guy that outside people are going to recognize. Has had so far. Yes. I wouldn't say will ever have. Yeah, you're mm. absolutely right. Well, you know, 80,000 people might be the biggest audience he ever wrestles in front of. Oh, yeah, of. yeah, yeah. So, like, in the, on that sense, I mean. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. It's really not, like, big, big. But yeah, and in terms of audience, might be the biggest audience he ever wrestles in front of. So, yeah, put him in front of a in a match with a guy that lapsed fans are going to recognize. Mm. And, like, you yeah, know, as Jericho said later on, as a match they were meant to have a Wrestle Kingdom before the yeah, pandemic yeah. uh, mm. ruined things. So, yeah, I, I, it's good. It's not what I would have done, but don't mind it.
1: Yeah, I think the match will be... Amazing. Oh, yeah. The, but the, the story, Jericho's carrots going in, I like, no. really not enjoyed. Jungle Boy got a promo backstage saying the only thing that's better than being the best ever champion is retiring the championship belt. So next week he's going to retire the FTW title. Taz was not happy about this. Yeah, he cuts back. And I he's can't like, wait till next week. What? <laughs> so probably Hook comes out, right? <laughs> Darby Allen and Nick Wayne took on the Gates of Agony as part of the Mogul affiliates feud. Uh, I, I would thought Nick Wayne was awesome in this. He's just sold his ass off. Gates mm-hmm. of Agony are really good at sort of destroying people as well. Swerve and Fox watch on from the ramp. And Darby eventually got the win after some good babyface comeback bits. We're going to have our next post-match beatdown because Swerve and Fox are walking to the ring. But Joker Sting <laughs> appears on the Tron.
0: Gets the amount of days wrong before the next for all in. And Prince Nana corrects him it's joker sting everyone it's how (laughs) long was joker sting in tna well it was maybe a year maybe a year during the hogan era yeah yeah it was well weird as a time
1: i remember enjoying the delivery of the promos but never never getting
0: into anything he did yeah i would say i i very much enjoy his performance it's a good, it's a good yeah, impression. It's a great impression. And I don't mind it, mate. Um, for me, like, the bigger thing is I still can't. No one can give me a good reason why this isn't a six-man tag. Especially because Nick of. Wayne's right Nick, there. He's literally there. I he thought was he was written off. He was a very focal part of this storyline. I don't. Unless he gets changed next week to being a six-man, I, I can't imagine why this isn't a six-man at the pay-per-view.
1: I think give Sting the big tag at Wembley and then all out might be Darby and Nick Wayne in a tag match against whoever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really like everyone involved here. It's just, yeah, that Nick Wayne bit is weird that he's not involved. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole then had their their big chunk of TV time. They are the Huge. bloodline of AEW. Yeah. I think it's really good. I'm not bored of it. I would, I could probably go 10 minutes more each
0: time. It's a good job then that uh, they're headlining a house
1: show that they're doing <laughs> next Sunday. They started off with... Uh, A little sketch that had been pre-filmed. They're facing Aussie Open, of course, for the ROH tag titles on the all-in pre-show. So they've got to do some strategizing research. They go to an Outback restaurant.
0: An Outback steakhouse.
1: They are about to watch Crocodile Dundee 1 and 2 on DVD. And then MJF says, I've been watching these videos and it's kangaroos boxing. And he comes up with the kangaroo kick as the next move he wants to get over. Which he's already gotten over. It's it's interesting that because he did that, and I was like, "Oh, that's the first time that I've I've done sort of a a hollow laugh as opposed to a genuine laugh." I didn't find it that funny; I thought it was more on the goofy side. But then, by the time the ring segment came around, I thought, "That's going to get such a big <laughs> hit when he hits it." <laughs> He's a genius. Yeah. Um, they and then it got weird. It was uh, yeah. This I forgot about this. Yeah.
0: So they, there was a they'd set up a like Steve Irwin crocodile hunter thing and there was a pool and there was some inflatable crocodiles and stuff and they were doing the Steve Irwin voice and a member of staff was walking past so they decided to double clothesline that lad into the inflatable pool of water and then they got shouted at (coughs) by Tony Khan for their backstage behaviour like really leaning into the stories that have come out about punk this week to be like "Oh, you can't be walking around backstage doing this sort of behaviour and then they leave, like scolded children, leave the uh, leave the room, and MJ was like, "Man, I cannot wait till twenty twenty four when I can get out mm. of here." And Tony Khan go, like, "What was that?" And then like Tony Khan all of a sudden was like, "Yeah, I'm best friends with you." all. Yeah, I, if if Tony Khan's new character is going to be boss who is friends with everyone, like as of a you know two face style thing, don't mind it.
1: Kind of like a delusional heel, Shane McMahon.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I hope not. But this this performance was actually really good. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of Tony when he's done things. I've I've mocked his official delivery of announcements, and when he did the TNA bits years ago, where he was uh, two tone with Tony Schiavone, I thought, eh, whatever, you know, he's paid a lot of money, he gets to have a a, a fan experience thing, <laughs> and it, it, it was fun. But there the, was a level to his performance capabilities. I thought his infl- I thought. An actor was doing Tony Khan's voice, and that's why it was so good and shouty and forceful. Yeah. But then he actually comes out at the end. I was like, this was a, I guess his face kind of, because he's always smiling, he can't really do those bits. Yeah. But if you
0: take away the face and you just listen to his voice, I thought he was really convincing. Because he looks a little bit like grown up Will from the in betweeners. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's, you know, got a little bit of and You're like, I- yeah hard to take you as a, as a boss seriously in some ways i you know, but if you're on a reality tv show for a little while you do learn to become a good actor so yeah. maybe that's where it all came from can't read a teleprompter to save his life <laughs> but, you know, convincingly but you know it's pretty good leave that to the experts <laughs> I, I i
1: i always mock tony khan when he's on screen because he's gem, generally a bit funny um but this i thought he was good yeah so good. credit uh oh no that's not what I, i'm not I've just meant to stick to one opinion. Oh, you despite if they change. Oh no.
0: You've ruined it already. Uh, now it's... the comments aren't gonna know uh, what to tell you. Uh. Um Max... maybe, maybe we should do another poll. Is Ollie a shill or a hater? <laughs> Mod Mother, we have I'm, a second poll, please. I'm a Schlater. <laughs> like Sean
1: Connery is saying Schleiter.
0: Yeah, from Save by the Bell.
1: Slater was a character from Save oh, by the Bell. Right, yeah, yeah. I remember. He hosts shows now. Does he really? Yeah, he's like a like a Dermot O'Leary. Is he in, really in America? He's a new Dermot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what's I'm, his name, the actor? Oh,
0: I just it, man, I've been trying to think of what it is. I'm,
1: go- I'm going into that realm. I've realised <laughs> this is what I did. On- you can't do this on the Wrestle Talk News. No, I'm just trying to think of things. Yeah. It, he it's was in punchier. an episode
0: of um, Brooklyn Nine Nine for mm-hmm. a cameo appearance as himself.
1: Is anyone saying it in the chat? Um,
0: yeah, we'll find out. They'll be able to tell us in a second. Well, I don't want to move on until we've Yeah, we don't want to come move on, out. can we? No. I mean we could Google it ourselves, but you know, has we'll... the chat just stopped? <laughs> no, I think they're trying to work out Mario Lopez. It's, oh, there it is. Yeah, it's yeah. because they're trying to work out whether you're you're a shill or you're a, a hater. <laughs> Mod Mother has actually refused to do the poll. Thank you, Mod Mother.
1: <laughs> right, so after that we go I really like the way they structure um max and cole's bits they feel so meaty and substantial and that's often one of the criticisms i have of AEW. it's like you'll get one segment for two minutes of your favorite story and then three weeks later you'll get a match this is like segment segment match all in one episode all back to back great so you go straight into max and adam cole arriving in his car and they go off to do things max like i've got to take a big dump
0: after my outback cole literally is like hey that means you need to stick around after the break for our promo yeah. segments.
1: Really good. Yeah, and, and Roddy comes in afterwards, kicks the car, and injures his foot. <laughs> um. Then MJF and Adam Cole come in in ring segment. They didn't do the bit where he's like strike me down. I thought they was gonna that was yeah. gonna be a recurring bit. Uh, kangaroo kick references, but they're going to win with a double clothesline. And then they get on to the main event where they'll have to face each other. And the big development here is that Cole said, I want that belt. So, and I love you as a brother, but as soon as the bell rings, I will do anything and
0: everything to win it. He did the Steve Austin line Mm. from WrestleMania X7, the build to WrestleMania X7. Which (gasps) which is the heel turn. Yeah, which is the heel turn line. Yeah, it's that line of like... I pick up on that. Yeah. Like I have to win and I will do whatever it takes to win that belt. Because I mean,
1: like I don't want them to break up, but that is a really compelling story that Adam Cole almost losing his wrestling career. He's desperate. He knows he has to win this because, you know, it could be taken away from him at any chance. And that turns him heel. Well, but he thinks he's justified.
0: Exactly. Well, he said this match is going to solidify my legacy. Oh. Like I've been a champion in every promotion I've wrestled for. I have to win this. I have to beat Chirac. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: That's really interesting. Because I've not seen a way out of them just being best friends.
0: Well, I, so I and wonder that's, if, that's enough, yeah, I think. I wonder if the the finish of the match is going to be the kingdom are going to come down and offer their service. And like, Roddy's going to offer him something to use as a weapon. And he's going to knock MJF out with that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, it's the kingdom basically, they're going to test him. To be like you—you've always turned your back on people, and we're going to prove to you that you do. So when you come back to wow. us,
1: really good. MJF had his own babyface fire promo. Uh, a lot of references to Cody Rhodes for getting him into the business, and all in. Yeah. And Tony
0: Khan um, putting Khan over um, with no all in. There's no MJF. You know, they, they, yeah. MJF told the story of like he was an independent wrestler. He was putting ninety thousand miles in his car. He'd heard that All In was going to happen, so he DM'd Cody Rose to, like, you don't know me, mm. but, you know, I'd really like to be a part of this. Here's some matches you can check out. And then he didn't get much of it. And then finally, he got booked for All In. The opening match of All In, you and I reviewed it for yeah. a talk Extra. It's yeah. him and M-Dog 20. And, yeah. and he loses that match. And he referenced that. He was like, you know, I did lose that night, but uh-huh. it's you know, Without All In, there is no MJF because it, on that same night, Tony Khan was there. That same night, Tony Khan start the conversation with the bucks and cody and kenny about launching aew and they were like that's one of the guys we've got to have yeah. there
1: really really sincerely really amazing job everyone
0: involved for this yeah And
1: really building this up as a genuine main event of this
0: show exactly i love you like a brother like i i like the way he said like it means like it means the world to me this match but it's not everything to me. Mm. This title is yeah. everything to me. And a win at Wembley is going to make me legendary. Like, oh, man. I, it, genuinely, I can't, cannot wait. Mm. And this is where uh, Dan Layton comes into our story. Okay. Because right. I, got, I, got a, I got a text uh. message from Dan. If anyone's wondering this how. It's going to be about. Skincare. If anyone was wondering how Dan Layton was going to piss on your chips uh, for this episode of a segment <laughs> that you enjoyed, uh, he told me, uh, can you please make a public service announcement about uh, appropriately applying fake tan to your hands? Right. Because he's really pointing out that the fake tan on MJF hands is dreadful. Uh, and he said, it's a fire promo, but it's all I could focus on. So, so uh, the fake tan on
1: hands for Dan... Is what that ambulance was for me <laughs> in the Hangman page promo. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: well, okay, yeah. I, I mean, th- that, that used to be a heel thing, didn't it? Yeah. Like, it's quite fun to
0: have all that, but it'd be noticeably bad. No, I said to Dan, I would make a mention. I said, like, pff, it's all the live chat are talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Afterwards, Aussie Open went to attack them, but the baby faces or heels, what are they, stood tall at the, the end? Baby faces? Yeah. He will do anything. Exactly. Um, And Cole was behind Max and he did that sort of pre-superkick pose and then just stood up.
0: They hugged it out and yeah. laughed it off. So, yeah, good stuff. I, I just love this storyline. I know you mentioned like the, the post-match beatdown was done a little bit too much. I would also argue people attacking someone else during an entrance. That was done like two or three yeah. times on this. Pre-match beatdown. And setting up to do my finisher before you turn around and then we actually just shake hands because that was also done twice. On yeah, it was FTR as well. Yeah. Like producers, just have a chat with uh, each other. Just let them know. Do you remember that scene in The Wrestler when they're just like, are oh, you working over the legs? You're working oh, the leg. Okay, well, we'll work the arm instead. Uh, have <laughs> these conversations, guys. Rene Paquette
1: with Jericho backstage. That's when Jericho uh, calls out Osprey for All-In. So that's the match there. Mm-hmm. Texas Death... Man... Uh, I've written Texas Death Chainsaw Deathmatch. <laughs> it's all just of trying them. to get SEO there in my notes. I'm, uh, sure the were,
0: I'm sure the sponsors were happy.
1: Baker versus Bunny. Brit Baker versus Bunny. This was fine. Um, no, I just it was didn't go that long. I had thought it was never in doubt that Baker was going to progress. I think this first round of matches has been. Uh, useless and is probably a way to cover the lack of any real storyline or character development
0: this is, so there was a report from se SC scoops that said there was and i think a lot of websites kind of misreported their report, which was that one person they've spoken to has said that there's some unhappiness around Wembley, mm. but their problem was not the actual card of Wembley. It was the lack of clarity on whether you were being booked or not, mm. because a lot of these matches are sort of taking, it's, it feels like it's taken a while for Tony Khan to finalize what the card yeah. is. People aren't unhappy with the card itself. It's just that they didn't know far enough in advance what the card was going to be. But someone else in that report you know, backed up Tony Khan to be like, look, injuries have really hurt mm. us here this whole show was likely going to be built around omega danielson danielson got injured at the show when he was starting to put the plans in place for all in that hurts things jamie hater getting hurt and then hoping shimoya's come back and they were basically just Pack. when, and packs another one they were basically waiting to see if hayter could come back to do the women's stuff and then turns out she wasn't so we're doing this quite frankly rubbish mm. fatal four-way which i'm sure will be good in ring action but the story to get there's not been great I at least appreciate that they've done qualifying matches to get in because, as opposed to just announcing four women, I think it's better that they've at least fought to get to their mm-hmm. position. I, I think that's better than just announcing people. But the problem is, is it's had no drama yeah. to it. Stakes is one thing. It's had no drama.
1: After that, we had the Acclaimed versus a Jobber tag team or local enhancement talent. I don't think they got a name. But the, the thing was the lights cut out when the Acclaimed were in the ring after the wrap. Lights come back up and it's like House of Black had eaten them (laughs) because House of Black were in the place where these enhancement guys were. I I thought it was awesome, and then House of Black beat down the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed had Billy Gunn's boots, whose kayfabe may be retired. Uh, So I think this is going to build to a Billy Gunn return save, Um, or maybe it's a Billy Gunn heel. No. as, As House of Black Billy Gunn.
0: I think this is more the of The a... Ass of Black. <laughs> the House of Ass. No, I mean, the Ass of Black. Uh, yeah, the House of Ass also works, I suppose. I, I'm, I'm happy with either of those. Yeah. Though I think he'll probably return. They'll do the trios match at uh, Chicago mm-hmm. in
1: All Out. Uh, and finally, we had the Young Bucks versus the Guns, a match that had already been built up in terms of who's the best brothers tag team. Uh But it had a, an added element because it was Bullet Club Gold who had attacked Kenny Omega. Of course, the Guns are in that faction as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was, it was great. It was just a great Great run-bucks match. match. The guns looked excellent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, obviously I I actually really like the guns, but I bet 80% of this is the Bucks. Just so in awe of how good they are. Uh, The guns tried to cheat to win. The Bucks reversed it and cheated to win themselves. Uh, Bullet Club Gold attacked them afterwards, about to pilmanize their legs, but FTR made the save. And that's the, the thing. It's like, ah, FTR want the
0: Bucks to be... Fully fit for their match. Yeah, I was. they were really putting over Omega and Paige can't make the save because they, you know, they're at the hospital mm. still with Omega. Um, who could possibly run down and make the save? It's their mm. opponents at Wembley that run down to do it. Yeah. I, I really, really like this as a finish um, and as a close to the show as well. And it's, you know, that's now House of Blacker felt like a collision act. The mm-hmm. acclaims sort of feel like a collision yeah, act as yeah, well yeah. on this show. FTR being on the show two weeks in a row. Can't get closer to punk than FTR. No. So, you know, it's it. I, I really like this as a as a close to the show. And what was a wildly chaotic episode of Dynamite. I saw people were really, really down on this episode. Mm. Like, you know, not just because of the, the Texas Chainsaw stuff, but like awful matches up and down the card. Awful, like just because it was chaotically booking. Felt like someone described it as... When you've got six months to write your dissertation but you wait until the you know the night before like that's what this show felt like yeah. i really enjoyed it uh,
1: i can see its flaws but the only thing i actually didn't enjoy was Jer- the jericho stuff so I, I, had a, yeah. I had a blast with the rest of it so i gave it 85 percent
0: yeah i enjoyed this i'd have, i'd probably give this a solid three out of five hmm. i'd probably bump it up for a four just because of the chaotic nature of it but um yeah i enjoyed myself
1: Before we get into our remaining Omega chats, let's say a very big thank you to our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon, Reese Cook. What the rock is smelling? That's so complicated to say.
0: Mr. Moneybags, Rich Holt. Burley, Rob Burwell. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Yo, Adrian! Rocky. Defarm de General. Roman Dietrich. <laughs> Ross Pooper Scoopa Cooper. Rue the day, Rory O'Brien Kelly. He smells like beef and
1: cheese, San Santa. The man with the scoops, Sean. The movie Luke has never seen, Selena. Here's why, Simon Dormer. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get your own shout outs over there and loads of extra Content.
0: Well, next week. Yesterday was Rust Talk After Dark. Tomorrow well sorry, tomorrow. Next week it will be myself and I Davis reviewing Surviv- SummerSlam twenty thirteen. Got there eventually. Got there in the end. I'm glad that we uh, took the time out to plug our Patreon content. Now let's get into your remaining Omega chats. Ding, ding, ding. This is your final call. Read all of them above the five US dollar. And Evan Reich's going to kick things off saying, I turned the TV off when the match started. Felt too cinematic for me. Not the kind of matches I would put on my card when I got two pay-per-views coming up in the next three weeks. The game's out on Friday.
1: Even if you were paid £100,000 for it, dollars, and you could
0: give that to charity?
1: I don't know. I think I'd make room.
0: I, I, do you know what? In the, With those scenarios... I would 100% do it. Mm-hmm. 35 Antonio, adding to my point, it's great that it's for charity, but it being charity doesn't change the quality of the match or my viewing experience. <laughs> they could have come up with something better and still donated charity, like a proper one-on-one match without, uh, with some shenanigans. Bad TV is bad TV.
1: If you didn't enjoy it, I, I can't really convince you otherwise, but uh, if you do a proper one-on-one match, then the, the brand integration kind of might undermine it. What you want is something silly and tongue-in-cheek anyway, and that's a better way to
0: put in the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Blake OB says, I feel like a lot of people that like Joker Sting also think that Jack Nicholson is the best <laughs> live action Joker. By the way, Jack Nicholson is the best effing Joker. That death match was brand X, but everything else on the show was Joker brand. Love that Joker. <laughs> That's great. Dr. Hoss says, uh, not calling the Stadium Stampede match, Anarchy in the UK is the single biggest blunder Uh, in AEW history.
1: I guess it's a different kind of match. Stadium Stampede.
0: They're in a stadium. Of course it's called Stadium Stampede. William Rosmer says, can we take a moment to acknowledge our Tropicana (laughs) Chief Orange Cassidy, who's now defended his title as many times as Roman Reigns in the third of the time. Acknowledge him. It's one of the great Tidal runs of this decade so far. 35 Antonio guess the three-week women's push is over. <laughs> it's absurd how NXT gives their women's division proper care by having four to six ongoing stories and feuds and character direction. Two of the most over women with just two hours, yet AEW with five hours and more talent and star power doesn't even bother with doing half of that. To that point, 35 Antonio, main rosters also like Raw and SmackDown are not doing much better. NXT and Impact are like really flag- like waving the flag for women's wrestling at the moment. But
1: I also think, you know, Becky, Trish, Rhea, like they feel like genuine stars. I couldn't tell you. and they
0: not dude, you didn't see Raw this week. Like the <laughs> Becky Trish stuff this week was like, yeah, they, I mean, I, so I came up with my theory this week is because, uh, you know, Dan was there being like, Triple H was there like, doing all the NXT stuff. Like why, are, why isn't he doing that now? And I said, because it's not popular anymore. Mm. It's not like, you remember when they started doing the women's revolution is because women in sport was like the, you know, the, the buzzword at the time. It isn't anymore. It's just a normal thing now. I I can't move for women's football at the moment. But it's just a regular thing now. Mm. It's not like if it had happened uh, 10 years ago, it would have been like we're pushing this through. Now it's just it's part of society, which is what it's supposed to be. Mm. And I think because they're not it's not the big buzzword anymore. It's like, yeah, mm. we're actually not that interested. Chris Walker says hey guys not a great show but I was thoroughly sports entertained some all in fantasy booking Shabata opens challenge for the pure belt <laughs> unknown music hits and it's Nigel McGuinness standing up from the commentary team to accept it's a perfect division to protect him
1: yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't want two vet, like guys who had to retire from serious conditions to, to have a match. But I,
0: I like the idea. Bacon Rasher says, uh, Hi, lads. I get that people want a Kenny Singles match, but I'm in row six at Wembley and I want to see as many AEW stars as possible so we won't see them live um, as we won't see them live again for a while. I'm really looking forward <laughs> to the show and I like the card. Jam that jam, lads. it's oh, great to hear. Graham Shaw said, last week, neck brace. Roddy reminded me of Wayne's ex, Stacy from Waynesville. This week, Roddy hurt himself by hitting a car while focusing on his man. All we need now is a pop-up powerbomb <sighs> through a gun rack. Andy Sandbox, 85%. Ollie hates AEW. How do you feel about the idea of getting everyone on the card mentality for big shows? Personally, I like the idea of many multi-man matches over a battle royal, and MJF Cole is the best story to carry the pay-per-view. It's a goat angle. I have
1: always been against let's get everyone on the card or this person deserves it. I think you do, you book the card that fits the stories that you're telling and put on the best match possible.
0: I think this is, uh, all in I think is a very good example of you cannot please everyone mm. um, because you're right and I also agree with this idea that not everyone has to be on the card. You don't need to get everyone on the card but equally you have then got the, well, I but what about this person? What about this person? You've, like You've both got to have everyone on the card in singles matches but not too many matches Mm -hmm. you've got to have everyone on the card but not all in multi-man matches you've got to have everyone on the card but not in battle royals like there is no way to like serve all masters here so you can't please everyone and i think what you do instead is you kind of book half and half you've got a show that is built around core singles matches and then fun multi-man matches Mm I just look at the takeover
1: era between twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. I'm like, that's that's it. It's a bygone era. Yeah, but even then, there were people who were like, you know, because I, I someone said in the you, if you get on a if you get on a takeover card, Matt, you have earned it. Well, but apart from Baron Corbin, who just seems oh, to keep getting on.
0: <laughs> but like someone in the chat earlier when we were talking about um, you know the the six man tag, and I was like, why don't you just do Kenny versus Jay White? It's like you could do that, but then you'd have people saying like. Well, what about Juice Robinson? What about Takeshita? What about Hangman Page? What about Abushi? So you've got to do in a multi-man match to try and please mm. those people. You can't please all masters. Uh, Mike the Jeweler here says, Luke, I'm just kidding. Next time I'm in the uh, UK, the fish and chips and drinks are on me. Take care, lads. P.S. Joke Sting <laughs> is the best. Um, uh, also, I was the person that sent you the the Brody Lee cameo oh, uh,
1: yeah. that you
0: watched when you did the tribute video. Love all you guys uh, for daily entertainment. Thank, take care. Thank
1: you so much for that, Mike. And I'd also like to say thank you to to Mike and Andy there because all all of those chats are
0: are well over the usual uh, amount. So thank you very much. Uh, Ben Walkis says, G'day, boys. As an Australian, Mm -hmm. I would like to formally say on behalf of all Australians, the MJF Cole segment is very accurate (laughs) and represented us as a nation spot on and made me feel proud. Kangaroo kick party! Yes. William Rosmer, pitch for BCC's three mystery men, Butcher Blade and Kip. (laughs) kips it kips english yeah justin reed a good way to keep building eddie and mox is have the final three to join bcc beat shota santana and ortiz having mox get eddie's other friends to turn on him then eddie beats mox to win the international title at full gear
1: i like the second part of that um but for who are the blackpool combat clubs mates gonna be i'd prefer them to be people who fit within the combat club ethos
0: I get that. Yeah. But you know, Takeshda and um, Pac were just sort of like hide guns. Yeah, and I didn't love that. Yeah, that's true, actually. You didn't love that. But I love the idea of it being Santana and Ortiz and that's great. Uh, the Guilty Hat says, maybe I'm a glass half full guy, but I just want to see as many people on the All In card as possible. I'm super excited for my trip to London. I want to see as many AEW wrestlers on a reasonable length show as possible. <laughs> Give me all the six man tags because that's the other half is isn't it? You've got to try and it's good you've got to have as many matches, get everyone on the card, but not be too long of a show. But Give everyone enough time, but don't be too long. Well, yeah, well, th- this is the problem if you try and serve so many
1: voices. If you just decide what your own vision is and you serve that vision, then that is 2015's 2019 <laughs> NXT TakeOver, and you have five match cards. They're all fantastic, and they last about three hours.
0: This is going to be longer.
1: I know it is.
0: It's going to be a four and a half hour show.
1: It's going to be longer than that with a pre-show. It's going to be five and a half,
0: six. It's going to be five hours, I reckon.
1: With the pre-show? With the pre-show,
0: I reckon it's a five-hour I show. Like five what, um, SummerSlam, I think? Well, SummerSlam was like four hour, four and a half, I think, in the end. Um, <laughs> I'm, by the way, I'm dead excited for a six-man tag. I love six-man tags we've seen Kenny do a bunch of great ones uh, recently so I I can't imagine this one will be Mm. bad Uh, William Rosman said not gonna lie I found every AEW Jericho feud without a title involved to be some mix of too long Mm. or weirdly booked so this one does not surprise me at all (laughs) we have an unknown username here please do let our moderators know it's a Streamlabs issue we haven't had one of those for a while it's a uh, Joker Sting a very bad death match Jeff Jarrett winning a match he probably wasn't supposed to (laughs) I've missed TNA Uh, so have we that's why we enjoyed it so much andy sandberg back again said jericho and osprey I think- sandbox what did i say the- andy sandberg yeah well the- and he's a big fan uh jericho and osprey i think we should uh, take a step back and look at the big picture chris jericho is still chris jericho and osprey gets a dream match for his in yeah. the first time in front of eighty thousand fans will also has ties to don aew uh, history makes sense I agree. That's why I think this is actually on paper and, and booking wise a yeah. good decision. It's just I've not been I'm not into it. I'm not into the story mm. but the match itself will be really good. This will be a lot like um, the first Forbidden Door. Mm. All the build going into it's a bit like, eh, but the show itself a bit. Oh, it's actually the show that AEW did that year. Muzwari Rizvi, sorry if I said that wrong, said, a bit unrelated, uh, but what's your take on MJF asked to be on Logan Paul's podcast? On one hand, I would like to see the two interact, but I think it uh, would be good for AEW. But then there's a lot of people calling it desperate mm. and unbecoming of a champion to go on a podcast. Well, I guess Logan Paul is WWE
1: affiliated. And then like back in the day, was it Goldberg or Eric Bischoff who called
0: out Stone Cold and Vince? Yeah. It's like it does... I think that's a slightly different. Like he's not going out on dynamite and calling out Logan Paul. He's going on his non WWE affiliated Hmm. podcast.
1: I I see the where people might see it as something like that, but I I think MJF's is is just
0: working in the media and, and trying mm. to get his name and AEWs out there justin edel he's been a member for eight months in a row says who do you think the partners will be uh, i think brian danielson and proud and powerful will be a good surprise or eddie and the lucha bros in a swerve <laughs> <laughs> not that last <laughs> Um we've also got oh I've just refreshed the page. We have got Toby saying, Hi guys, my mate and I were planning to go to all in at Wembley, but due to circumstances, he cannot make it. I'm still going though, but five uh, but finding the thought of my first wrestling show alone a bit daunting. Do you have any tips to ease the nerves?
1: Talk to people in the chat right now. See who else is going. Maybe meet some wrestling friends through through this community and then you can go together meet up for some drinks beforehand
0: at our live shows that we have done what well, that's what we've always suggested people have messaged us being like look i bought a ticket to come to the live show because i want to watch mm. you know money in the bank with you guys but i'm coming on my own and i'm a bit nervous it's like just chat with people like yeah. I, I know that's a that's a big thing to ask you if you're like a bit socially awkward maybe or you're a bit of an introvert it's a bit of a big step so i would completely appreciate that that might not be great advice but if you do feel the confidence to do it you just have, have a chat with people mm. because you'll make some really good friends and we've had people who then said I came on my own to your watch parties but I made some really good friends and I had a great night because we just yeah. hung out together yeah. uh, Joel Shepard said what a match with Jeff and Jeff made me feel like I was watching WWF's Attitude Era mm-hmm. uh, Liam version one said main events of all in ref bump MJF goes to the ring uh, but throws it aside double down off a double clothesline oh that's good Kingdom and Roddy slide Cole the, some brass knucks like Regal did for MJF Cole wins and feuds with Punk MJF uh, gets the belt back at Winter is coming yeah I, I like the knucks the definitely that's a good detail um, I'm actually knocking him out with the dynamite ring mm, it's also pretty good mm. like if you know if he goes to the ring then throws it but the Kingdom pick it up and hand yeah. it to Cole very good <laughs>